Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of For the Culture, a Miami Heat podcast. And today I'm joined by uh, Jeffrey Daniels. He's a very good friend of mine, a very big basketball enthusiast, and he goes to Tech. Hi, I'm Jeff. <laughs> uh, first of all, welcome to the show. And uh, second of all, this NBA season is I uh, I don't I don't I don't think anybody foresaw like the tanking teams being in like top five rankings. You have the Jazz number one, the uh, West Trailblazers. Not people didn't really see them as a tanking team, but they're top three right now. It's 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 been seen as a quote unquote poverty franchise, and then <laughs> and uh, in the East is just all hell is broken loose with. My uh, my Heat being four and seven, the Nets being four and seven, Center Sixers being five and six. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah the Jazz. I don't know what's going on with them. To be honest, I think it's just I think it's just a little bit of that Colin Sexton magic. He just like he's he's only on good teams. He just plays mm-hmm. so well. They have they have a good roster. It's not bad per se. They have a lot of depth. Shockingly, I'm not sure how they manage that, but. Ochai Ogbaji is a great player. I feel like he's very underrated. Him being on that team, I think the I don't think I don't think the Jazz are a for real one seed, but I don't think they're tanking either. I think they have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs, and I'm being very serious about that. I think also with all the picks they have, they have leverage. They can trade and try to win now if things continue to go the way they're going for them. But the East is just a bit of a mess. I mean, the Bucks are the Bucks, like they're they're yeah. just as good as everybody assumed they would be. Um, the Celtics have looked great. The Cavaliers have looked great. The Hawks have looked good. The Sixers started off. They looked. I mean, again, it's just it's just James Harden's brand of basketball. It just doesn't win games. So I think they're gonna start doing better with Tyrese Maxey as that dedicated second option because I very genuinely think he's a better player than James Harden at this point in their respective careers. Um, the Heat. They just got some issues, and I think yep. I, I I think they'll get ironed out. I think they'll get ironed out. I mean, Coach Polstra is one of the greatest of all time for a reason. The Nets are dead. I am <laughs> I'm firmly of the camp that the Nets are dead. I don't think they're going to do anything this season. Kyrie Irving is a complete and total dummy. He's an absolute schmuck. He sh- I me personally. I don't know how he didn't get suspended quicker. I'm not sure why he didn't get suspended longer. I mean, it seems like he's trying to like pay his dues, whatever. That's good for him. He's he's not his 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 production on the court is not worth the risk that the Nets are currently assuming for him. And then you have all the coach stuff with firing Steve Nash, which I don't think was the worst idea. But then the concept of hiring Ime Udoka into what was already a PR oh, disaster <laughs> was definitely an interesting approach it seems like they're gonna go with uh, a different candidate in Jacques Vaughn which I I don't know anything about him but I mean in all honesty anything's better than Nuzoka because he I think he's pretty radioactive right now and adding that to the absolute ticking time bomb that is Kyrie Irving is not a great idea um yeah I think the east will iron out I think a lot of teams are going to get better not worse I think watch out for the Pistons they're three and eight right now but they're young they're going to figure it out um, so I don't know. I, I think it's a young season. The East is definitely interesting. The West is definitely interesting. I think there are a lot of teams that are playing way above their station right now, like the, the Trailblazers. I don't see them continuing this level of production. 
I don't see the Clippers losing a lot of games once Kawhi and PG are really back on the same page. The Spurs being the ninth seed right now is absolutely <laughs> shocking to me. I don't think that's going to be a thing in the future. Uh, Laurie Markkinen has been, for some reason, he's been really good. I mean, he's always been like a 16 to 18 points per game, but now right now it's just, I don't know if he can sustain maybe 20 a game. Maybe he can, but he, him and Colin Sexton, I, I find it crazy how the Jazz traded away the two best players, and like they're trying to tank, but <laughs> they sit number one in the West, and I, I I do agree with you that they'll probably be a, a top eight seed, um, probably most definitely going to make the playoffs, and then in the East, uh, the top three seeds, I think they're not going to change with the Bucks, Cavs, and Celtics. Um, Cavs, they... Them and the Jazz had a honestly that was the um, best trade of the off season. Uh, both teams got better uh, per se, and uh, they're both really really young. So that was just a win win situation. Celtics, I mean, even without Ime Udoka, Joe Mazzula is just Jason Tatum. Honestly, I think is a top five MVP pick um, or I, I MVP would agree. candidate. He's just he's on another level this year. And then Giannis is just Giannis, and then. Yeah, with the whole Nets situation, it's um, they just—it's a they, very candid situation with the whole Kyrie situation. Then firing of Steve Nash very early on the season, which I feel like—I mean, yeah, he's not the greatest coach, but five games into the season, it was—I feel like the the, the opener of the season was like a second chance for the past two years that he's had. He's like, oh, you know, you finally have Kyrie and KD, and then you know you have a slow start, so it's like. It was just like a nail in the coffin, but I think they've hired Jock Vaughn two, one or two hours ago, and I uh, he's been with the team since 2016. That's um, all I can. Uh, that's all we really know about Vaughn. So we'll see how he attempts to uh, turn the ship around. And with this Heat team, man, it's I this very reminiscent of the 2020 season. We've always like. And in both years, like the previous seasons, where into that before our 2020 NBA season, we had that you know Laker, we had that uh, finals against the Lakers. Then we have a slow. Then we had a really slow start into a season, and then next year, which was you know last past season, we had a really deep run to the playoffs. You know, almost went to the finals, and then now we're off to a you know four and seven start, very slow start. So, and I, I truly believe I I just need Spo to play. He needs to expand past his seven eight man rotation, like. We have Jovic, who he, like, I mean, granted, you know, he's he's getting, like, at least eight, ten minutes a game, which is not a lot, but he still provides shooting and, um, and length for us, which we desperately need. You know, we can't rely on Bam to do everything, and Dwayne Demet as being our backup is just, like, I mean, he's, <laughs> I, I love him on, he's very 50-50, but, you know, man's, like, 30, 36, and he's, like, <laughs> he's not the fastest, so. Yeah, um, and we had we had uh, we I think we recently sent Jamal Kane to you know our G League team, which is another like you know quote unquote undrafted rookie or not quote unquote, but he's like you know another. He's following that Heat culture of just you know <laughs> undrafted, you know, grinding it out, grinding yeah. it out. Yeah, um, I I think yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest problem is is just Tyler Hero is just inconsistent. Like yeah. he'll have a night where he looks great, and then he'll have a night where he looks like he's not worth a single penny of his in my opinion, a little bit <laughs> bloated contract. But mm-hmm. I think I agree. I, I think they ha- Spo has to move 
farther deeper into the bench and just get different looks because obviously what's happening right now is not working mm -hmm. um and when you're contending with teams like the celtics who are on paper fundamentally perfect teams with robert williams mm -hmm. you have to look for something that is not necessarily present you know the duncan robin experiment the duncan robinson experiment was cool um he's not really all that like you, you gotta you gotta try something else i agree about jovic you gotta have him play more um, he's only getting seven minutes a game right now, and that's just that's kind of not enough for a team that is four and seven, and not even at the top of their division. Like, yeah, <laughs> and that's oh. that's not good. And like in the NBA, divisions don't really matter, but when you're talking about a division that is, hold on, let me, what is the South? Oh, sorry, the Hawks, the Hornets, the Magic, and the Wizards. You kind of have to perform because those teams are not good at all. So when you play those teams over and over again, you have to beat them, and you have to you have to you just you just gotta get different looks. The, obviously, what's this early part of the season is just not working out. Um, I th again, I think the ship will be righted, but again, when you're contending with teams like the Cavs and the Celtics, which have so much young talent and so much size and they're just really 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 good basketball teams it's hard to kind of just bang your head against the wall with this same old same old heat lineup yes, that uh, is just it's just not working anymore so I, I don't think they should move on obviously i don't think they should like consider trading bam or anything crazy like that because again spo is a great great coach so i'm sure he can make it work but they gotta try something soon or things could be an issue if if they Let's let me let me pull up their schedule real quick. If they if they lose these next few games, it's not gonna look good for us. It it's not gonna look good. They're playing the Hornets on Saturday. Um, wait no, this is all weird. One second, sorry about that. Oh, um, so yeah, they play they play, play on the Hornets. Yeah, yeah, they play two against the Hornets, Thursday and Saturday. Then they play the Suns. If they if they don't beat this Hornet team, at at like that serious serious issues like they they ha they have to take care of the hornets nobody expects them to beat the suns to be totally honest like the suns are just a really good team you gotta play close to the raptors because they're not that good you have to beat the wizards you have to beat the teams you're supposed to beat and the heat just kind of aren't right now granted trailblazers are better than they expected that was one of the losses that people were like freaking out about at the beginning uh, at the, no i'm sorry the warriors the warriors beat them and everybody was freaking out a little bit because they did not look good then the kings beat them the game after which you, you, you gotta you gotta take care of the kings you gotta take care of the kings yeah. like that, that that's kind of what i'm talking about with the with the heat like we can talk about the top of the standings all that so on and so forth you cannot have a successful basketball team unless you beat the teams you're supposed to beat and this heat team has to beat teams like the kings and the hornets and the pacers and you just can't kind of can't get away with that in this nba I, uh, it's a, it's not, it's a, I think it, 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 one of the main problems is we don't look like our, like, I mean, especially with the whole loss to PJ, I mean, that yeah, was that... a bigger loss and I honestly, I thought it was just gonna be like a minor, I was like, oh, you know, we just lost, you know, like our, our 3 and D player, it's whatever, but, although Caleb Martin is doing his best, like, he's, he's doing a, he's doing a role a lot more than I've expected, he's just, he doesn't have that, that that fat and muscle on him to be frank i mean he's yeah. he's a really good athletic player but we just need size down there and he's just a like a small four for us he, i don't know if he, i don't know why it's like at one point we play like haywood heismith at the uh, haywood heismith at the five like he's six five bro like what are we doing here and, <laughs> yeah you know, 
I also think intensity is an issue. Like, I like it's not, uh, Jimmy Butler's performing, but it's like we don't take these games seriously. I mean, yeah, it's good to have smiles and stuff, but especially like, oh, man, it's it's for compare, compare this to like last like especially this time last year where we had the amazing start. We were on all cylinders, you know. It was just like we are not a cohesive unit out there, and I don't understand, especially defensively. We're we're supposed to be one of the best defensive teams, you know, consistently. And this year we're like bot or like between twenty to thirtieth. It's just I and we only lost PJ Tucker too, so I, I don't know if teams are finger fifth uh, figuring us out or if we need uh, more size, which I I still believe the return of Victor Oladipo and um and Omar Yurseven will hopefully solve some of the problems and get us back on track. But in the meantime we still gotta learn how to win without him, so Yeah. I think one of the in my opinion, biggest problems with Heat the last few years, not only this year, is just their lack of size at the center position. They really don't have that center you can look at and just go like, okay, like oh he's our he's our guy, he's our guy at the in the center of the paint, locking stuff down, and I just they don't really have one. Like D- Dwayne Dedman would probably be good off the bench, but when you're you're starting him, there are problems. And like I love Bam, I love his game, I think he's a great player, but. He's a four. He, he's on the he, five. Yeah, he's a four, and if you try to play him at the five, I really don't think it would work. Like, I don't think he would be an especially good center because he loves taking those mid-range jumper shots, which, me personally, I would love to see him stop taking. I would love to see him become a little bit more of a true center. He is a little bit undersized for the position, but I think he... he's. It's weird watching him. He has these, like, crazy athletic plays on defense, and then he'll have these monster dunks, and then some games he'll just be, like, scared to drive the ball in the paint. And you're like, dog, you're Bam out of bio, man. Like you're, you're, you're huge. You're 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 an athletic specimen. Like you're a gigantic person. You have to use your size. And that's like some some NBA players. I feel like, especially in the regular season, they're just like, I'm just not feeling it tonight. And I feel like, unfortunately, Bam out of bio doesn't feel it a lot of nights. And for a team that the entire Heat culture, like, not not to be punny, but no pun intended, that entire Heat culture is that like grit and grind knows yeah. the grindstone like we're gonna be we're, we're gonna we're gonna win every game and we're gonna win them close and we're gonna win them through sheer force of will and after that game seven miss from jimmy butler it just hasn't been there they feel like a defeated ball club right now mm-hmm. even even from last season which is unfortunate because they have the talent they they really do i mean they, they need a center obviously but a starting five of i, I totally just blanked jimmy butler Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero. Like, it's a good team. It's a good, good team. They just have to they have to figure some stuff out. And I, I think they will, as I've said. But, you know, the, the the season's not... It's not preseason anymore. You know? Like, you got to win these games. So... Yeah, and, uh, and like, most nights, we have, like, four, four of our starters scoring, like, double digits. Like, it's just, like... But if you look at the bench, you you only see, like, maybe one or two players going off. Like, Max Struess, like, yeah. he's been performing, but then, like, other players, like, I don't know, because Gabe Vince is providing for us, but then, like, you know, Duncan Robinson is inconsistent. Yeah. And then our, our bench just extends to Dwayne Demon, Max Struess, and Gabe Vincent. Like, uh, I feel like we need a, I honestly don't know. And the thing is, like, both, like, everybody in the East, the Cavs and Celtics, they got better, like, over the offseason. Like they, they got saw, a lot better, yeah. They they held their core intact and added like 
you know, the Cavs, you know, only lost Consex and Laurie Markin and, and kept the core of Evan Mobley, uh, Jared Allen, and um, Darius Garland and added a crazy offensive weapon in, uh, what's it called, Donovan Mitchell, who the Heat were supposed to get. And then yeah. you look at the Celtics, they basically just traded a bag of chips for Mar- Malcolm Brogdon, who's performing. <laughs> like, I, I, I honestly don't know who they gave up, but everybody on the team just, like, and then yeah, and their like their their bench extends to five. Like they're playing like people like Noah Vonley, who was playing in China a year ago, and they're playing like Peyton Pritchard. They're like, I, like the, the other teams, they're they're figuring out with players who, um, like haven't been there in a while, and yet we're running it back. But we're you know we have we're only playing like eight eight seven eight guys per night, and I'm just like, as great as Spo is, I um he is very stubborn with his lineups and. He's it's like he's afraid to go so big ball for some reason. He's he's so stubborn on that small ball lineup, which I I mean if this keeps up, we there might be a you know big miss uh, midseason trade where you know we'll we'll see because I think right now we're we're trying to target Jarrett Vanderbilt from the Timberwolves, yeah, and some just like some other like three and D tall players, but yeah it's yeah been, that's yeah it's been a pretty disappointing start. That's kind of the issue for the east teams right now that are not they're not performing they just don't like we are in a era of extremely extremely dominant big men in the east mm-hmm. robert williams Giannis, evan mobley joel Embiid, uh vucevic like there are so many big men in the east right now that if you don't have size you just can't win like small ball it works in the west i don't know what it is it's like uncanny honestly yeah, it's like opposite, small ball yeah. <laughs> it, it makes no sense i don't get it at all but small ball works in the west does like don't bring that stuff to the east because Giannis will <laughs> pummel you and beat you down and joel Embiid will score threes in your face and stretch the floor till it breaks and you'll be, not be able to do anything about it so the, the heat they definitely need some size they definitely definitely need some size and, you know, I don't know if they're going to find it in their G League program or if they, like, have a Spo or something cooking. But, you know, he's, he's kind of got to, like, you can't really keep it a secret anymore, dog. You got you to gotta get something going, so. Mm-hmm. And then uh, besides the East, if you look at the West, like, the whole, uh, also, like, the whole swing trade for uh, Rudy Gobert, which kind of screwed up the Heat's chances to get Donovan Mitchell because, you know, mm-hmm. Danny Ainge f- uh, fleeced the Timberwolves for... I don't know all those picks and players, and the Timberwolves lost like they're five and six right now. And then it's a, I, I don't I, I've never seen anything like it where like a big you know he got what it was like three four players plus three four first round draft picks and they're still like not even five hundred. They're tenth in the West right now. Yeah. Um. So this is what happens when you delude yourself <laughs> into thinking that def- defensive. Own, defensive only players work in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They they don't. I'm I'm like just he plain and no, simple. He has no bag. <laughs> D- he he has no bag. He cannot play offense. Rudy Gobert is the end of big men that only play defense. Like you just you you can't do it. Especially 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 not in the West. You cannot do it. Like Gobert, if he was in the East, you know maybe he's playing three. Like he's playing defense on I don't know Joel Embiid. And him reducing Joel Embiid's ability to score is worth him being on the floor. In the West, if you cannot score points, you cannot win basketball games. 
So as soon as the Timberwolves did that, I thought to myself, this has to be one of the worst transactions I've ever seen in the history of the NBA. <laughs> and, like, I'm not even kidding. I thought to myself, Rudy Gobert, like, I'm a Rudy Gobert hater. I'm going to be real. I really don't like the guy. I, I think he's extremely overrated. But you can't you can't deny his hardware. He's a, yeah. I think, two- or three-time defensive player of the year. He's an amazing, amazing defensive player. He's and a rebounder. Yeah, like, yeah, and, he, and he, he's also consistent, like, you know, double-double person, too. So. Yeah, but the, the problem is, if you cannot... If you can't score the ball, especially at the center position, if you cannot stretch the floor, which Rudy Gobert has proved he cannot because he can't shoot threes, he simply can't do it, you're not going to be successful. Like, you're, he's averaging 12 points a game on 32 minutes, but they're 5-6. and six, And they're 5-6 and six because all the looks that you were giving Anthony Edwards, you're now giving to Rudy Gobert, and he straight up cannot shoot from the line, from the line or from the, from the three, I should say. And it's just a disaster. So... In all honesty, if, if the Heat manage to get Rudy Gobert, I think they become a better team because they don't really need shooters. They can have Tyler Hero and hopefully Duncan Robinson can figure out whatever he's got going on and Max Drews shoot for him. But when you when you think that Rudy Gobert is your number two option on a team, it's not going to work. It's simply not going to work. He, 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 he flat out cannot play offense. Like, I, I don't know what's wrong with Guy. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he can't he can't do it. And also for for D'Angelo Russell is just having a regression every single year. It's just especially on the Timberwolves, like his peak years were on on the 2018, 2019 what's it called yeah. Brooklyn Nets, and then it's really sad. Every, like he's barely averaging 10, 12 like this year, which yeah, he's he's aver- he's doing better this year than he has in the past. He's averaging 13 and a half, um, but and I think it's. It, I think it's, it has I, to be at least minimum 15. 13 and a half is like for role players. Like, I, think, I think, unfortunately, it's one of those examples of he just he got taken out of a situation that was so perfect for him that he yeah. just kind of never recovered, mm-hmm. which it sucks because D'Lo on the Nets, I, I, I genuinely, genuinely believe if you don't break up that 2018-2019 Nets core and you add like a, just a couple, a few more pieces, I genuinely, wholeheartedly believe D'Angelo Russell becomes a first all-NBA player and they go to the Eastern Conference Finals the next year. I'm not even kidding. Because and, their, their pieces were crazy. They had D'Lo, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jarrett Allen. Like, they they were a great team. They were a great team. And they the Nets just needed to wait a little bit longer. But then they, <laughs> they got swindled into Kyrie Irving and everything and just... <laughs> Everything went went kaput. I mean, KD is different. KD is the best yeah. scorer to ever touch a basketball. So, like, I get the KD move. That makes sense. But, you know, D'Angelo Russell is just it's just sad to see. I think, uh, I think, like, another thing for the Timberwolves is why have Cat? Why why get Rudy Gobert if you have Cat? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. It it is it is a trade that will haunt Timberwolves fans forever. They're not going to get any better. They're going to frustrate cat because they're not winning and he all he wants to do is win and he's maintained his loyalty to minnesota but for how long right like not everyone is Giannis. not everyone's going to be loyal to a fault to a team but i mean i guess it really wasn't a fault because Giannis got a championship out of it but this timberwolves team is like not good man (laughs) they're not good and they're not going to get better so i think if the heat wanted to try and go out and get like a rudy gobert type player or or somebody else i think that would benefit them and it would benefit the Timberwolves honestly because they got some catching up to do they traded they sold the house for Rudy Gobert and now they're living on the street and they're like where did our roof go and you shipped it to Utah so 
yeah, I, I, they they got to change stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. And then and last couple of notes, you see also the Warriors at four and seven, and then the Lakers at two and eight. Two quote unquote premier teams heading to the season. Everyone was saying, oh, you know, LeBron, you know, last year it was just, you know, growing pains, especially with Russ. And then now Russ has been delicate to bench six-man role now. And it's still, like, it still hasn't helped them. I mean, and he's, like, and he had a rough start, but now recently he's been performing. So it's, like, you know, people can't use him as a skateboard, especially if he's coming off the bench. So, like. Yeah. Ugh, I, um... just, I, I, that, I still... Rob Polinka, as you know, as being a Heat fan, as, as salty as I am about that that 2020 uh, Finals loss, he blew up a great team filled with chemistry, three D players, young talent and old talent for no absolute reason. I I still to this day I don't know why he did that. I I saw, I saw a tweet the other day and it was a video of like LeBron just absolutely slamming it like a a, a crazy tomahawk jam in year 20. He's how old is he now? He's like what, thirty-six years old? I wanna say thirty-seven. He's doing this at a level that is impossible to like fathom. Like no one in their right mind is thinking a thirty-seven year old is still an MVP candidate, but LeBron James is. Mm -hmm. And I saw someone said Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss are war criminals. And I agree. (laughs) I agree wholeheartedly. Dwight Howard is playing in Taiwan now. Like you you destroyed everything and for what? Like, it was a team that had so much spunk, so much togetherness. They won in the bubble. Like, mm-hmm. people, people, the bubble debate is so stupid. They won in the bubble, one of the most difficult playing environments in the history of basketball. Straight no up family. Basketball. Straight up no basketball. family. That's, that's no traveling. Nothing but ball. Nothing but ball. And the highest competition of ball. The best teams in the NBA, they're doing nothing but playing against each other and getting each other's heads and talking that talk and working. And this Lakers team comes out, not only do they come out, they come out in decisive fashion. They yeah. ran through the playoffs. <laughs> ran through it. And then you, you you look at all of that success and you think to yourself, yeah, let's let it explode. Rob Palenka shouldn't have a job. He shouldn't have a job. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Lakers fan by heart. I'm a fan of the league overall. And it's just so frustrating to see, like, not only did they blow it up, they blew it up, and then they made the worst decisions possible. Russell Westbrook, why? THT, he was cool for a while, but why? You know, like, just really, really terrible, terrible decision-making by the front office, ruining a player's chances of being, like, generationally great. Obviously, LeBron is the greatest athlete to ever touch a basketball. That is completely undeniable. If you don't think that, you're wrong. But... Not allowing, not affording him the possibility of winning at an elite level while he is still playing to the degree that he is, is an absolute travesty. And the Lakers should be ashamed of themselves. And I pray to God every day that he somehow finds a way to get out of his contract and go play in Cleveland. So mm. that's Miami, that's my two cents on it. Or my, I mean, anywhere, really, yeah, anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> anywhere, anywhere. The Jazz would be great with lebron james the (laughs) the physicality and size that lebron would bring to this jazz team would make them an instant title contender in my opinion yeah (laughs) Uh, the thunder lebron with all of that young talent and him being able to move the ball around to all of these playmakers like josh giddy and sga they would be a great team the only i i genuinely believe that one of the only teams in the league that lebron james does not work on is the lakers 
because they are so bad. They are completely devoid of young talent. They have nothing but old has-beens that straight up cannot play basketball anymore. And Anthony Davis, I'm tired of the excuses. I don't care. You have to show up. You have to. Like this man is 37 years old and he's on the floor every night. You you have to be better. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at on the Lakers. It's so horrendously disappointing. I think the Warriors. To get off my 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 soapbox, I think the Warriors are going to figure it out. Um, yeah, for sure. Especially I think the, Steph, like, it's, yeah, it, Steph it, dropped it, it, 47 it, points the other night. Like, <laughs> Steph Curry is the greatest shooter to ever touch a basketball. Like, I think they'll be fine. Um, yeah. It's just a really weird NBA season right now. A lot of teams we thought would be really good are bad, and a lot of teams we thought would be really bad are good. Now, is that sustainable? I guess we'll find out. I personally don't think it is. I think the Warriors are going to get better. I think the Trailblazers are going to fall off a little bit. They just don't have the deep talent. Injuries are going to start piling up over the course of the season. I think the Heat are going to find a way to make it back. And again, I got to say, those 14th place Pistons, watch out for them. They have some they have some sneaky talent on that team. Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Bojan. Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, Marvin Bagley III, Kevin Knox. If they can figure it out and have some stuff start clicking, I think they can be a really good team. So that's mm-hmm. yeah, other, that's me. And, and all their losses have been relatively close. Like only five losses to Piston, only two point losses to the Bucks, and a win over the Warriors. Like it's no, just, I you know, it's very they're exciting they're so young. They're so young. I think they have time to figure it out. They may not be the best team this year. But I think they will get better, and I think next year the Pistons are going to be a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think that about uh, wraps up this week's episode. I I appreciate you coming right. on to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm.